0: How do, does one make connection when you, we can't connect physically, at least for the time being?
1: Finding a new job, especially when you are switching careers, requires a lot of networking. But how do you do that during the pandemic? Hi, I'm Diana Bernal O'Leary, and welcome to another episode of Job Talk Weekly. Making new connections for your job search has never been more important, but it's also never been more challenging. I've added an article on networking during the pandemic to our website. You can read it at JobTalkWeekly.com, where you can also send us a quick email and let us know what questions you have. Today, we talk with a journalist about his career changes and ways to network during the pandemic. Let's jump in. Hi, we are talking with Mario, who is a longtime journalist, copywriter here in Southern California. Mario, welcome to Job Talk Weekly.
0: Thank you. It's great to be here.
1: Thanks. So tell us a little bit about the work that you've been doing recently.
0: I've been a journalist, copywriter uh, for print and digital formats. I'm a regular contributor to magazines such as Pasadena Magazine, and I also provide website content. i currently writing business profiles and bios for different people, doing newsletters. Uh, there's a lot of different things uh, that I've been able to do. I just love writing. Yeah, Writing to me is storytelling. To use storytelling Absolutely. to connect to the audience. And so when I work, whether as a copywriter or as a journalist, I always trying to find what makes that person or that company what's their passion and try to bring that out in the written word
1: well, and that's really valuable right now because we have such a cluttered marketplace because of social media and because of everyone jumping online to try and tell their story. And because the news cycle goes so very fast, you've got to be really effective at telling the story. So, you know, you have that skill set and you have that desire. How would you like to put your skills to work next?
0: That's a very good question. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's where we are, right? That's what we're trying to figure out because you've got so much. I mean, you've got a lot of great skills there from speech writing to, you know, the the articles that you've done. Um, You might need to try and figure out your narrative. It sounds like that's where we are right now is how to position yourself.
0: Right. It is. I am in the process of um, reevaluating where I'm at, what I'd like to do. I had a copywriting position uh, prior to COVID-19 and it was fine. I did a good job, but it was not fulfilling in the sense of what I'm capable of doing. And so I would like to help people bring their story forward, help companies bring their story forward, make their brands stick out in a refreshing way. So it's not just sell, sell, sell. There's, I understand the call to action is there, but, You got to make it so that people get information and are entertained at the same time. And I'm a storyteller. That's really what I want to focus on. And I also love communication and I'm gravitating towards more public relation and communication. I think that's an area that suits my personality more.
1: I've seen a lot of journalists make that transition successfully from being with either a newspaper or a magazine or other media group and then going in-house to be the communications professional because these institutions, let's just pick maybe a hospital or a university, they are trying to get their story out all the time. You have that experience inside the newsroom. You know the editorial process, you know that decision making, you know what gets people's attention. So you are gonna be really valuable to some of these institutions. So what steps have you taken to try and build some relationships or to try and pursue some of these communication jobs?
0: I'm in the process of doing that right now and I'm certainly reaching out to a lot of people and I'm certainly open to people reaching out to me.
1: So tell me about your digital presence. Do you have your own website and how much do you use social media?
0: I'm in the process of getting uh, an actual website. I had one and I'm working on it now with my full name, uh, MarioBoucher.com. I'm also... uh, have a Twitter account, which I haven't used as much. I'm in the process of reevaluating. I'm certainly active on LinkedIn as well, sure. uh, but that's something I need to work on more. If I'm being honest, uh, I've also been busy uh, working on a—it's kind of a hybrid of a children's book slash animation project that mm. I'm really excited about.
1: I'm glad to hear that you are getting your own website so that way you can share your content in the way that you see fit. You know, I had a caller a few weeks ago ask if she should have her own website. And in her case, I don't think it was necessarily applicable. But anyone who is a writer, a graphic designer, anyone who creates content can benefit from having their own website. Um, It doesn't have to be elaborate. It's just something that you can control how you get your content out there. And then let's talk a little bit about these fantastic interviews that you have done. You know, you mentioned Bill Nye, and I know that interview that you did with Bill Nye is mentioned on your LinkedIn. But here's an example of someone who is in the media all the time. For instance, he just did a video about wearing a mask a few weeks ago. It had Mm -hmm. millions of viewers on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, you name it. So people are searching Bill Nye, people who normally wouldn't follow Bill Nye. For instance, I don't follow him, but it showed up in my feed because of whoever. So you could take your article that you did on Bill Nye, however long ago that was, take your article and go ahead and post it. That way people can see it and say, hey, want to learn more about Bill Nye? Here's a story I did. You know, make sure that you are pushing out the content that you've done that is still relevant you know any of the stories that you've done for the magazine when those places when those subject matters are in the news again or there's a change in that industry you can put that information out there and add value you want to stay top of mind right you want to get your name out there right Yeah. And it'll be helpful for two reasons. I mean, the more you post on social media, even if it's content that you did years ago, but if it's relevant today with the Bill Nye example, for instance, you know, the people that are in your circle will be constantly reminded of the good work that you do. And then when you are applying for a position and the HR manager does a Google search on you, because that's what we do, they will do that, they'll see something more current. Even though the article was, let's say, many years ago, if it's something that you've posted within the last three to six months, then they'll see that you're active, that you're out there. So think about really mining your own content and how you can keep using it to get people's attention of the work that you've already done.
0: Right. Okay. That's a good idea.
1: Yeah, yeah. And what about um, associations? Because I know there are a lot of terrific associations for these fields. Have you looked at any of them yet?
0: Uh, No, I must say I haven't. And that's something uh, I'm definitely open to uh, look, look more into.
1: Okay. So I know of a couple. There is the PR Society of America, and they are massive and very engaged. And then there is the International Association of Business Communicators. And I mention this one because it's important to distinguish between the different associations. There is also something called the ICA, which stands for International Communication Association, but that's geared towards academics. That's PhDs, that's university professionals gathering together on their research and their findings. So that's probably not a a strong fit for you, but look at some of these other two associations and see what they're doing and how you might be able to hop on a webinar or their job board, you know, or make some connections in that network.
0: Okay.
1: Yeah, definitely. And you want to expand your network, too. So that's, you know, you've got great connections that you've built up over the years. You know, think about some things that you can do to expand who you know and who's active. Um, You know, writers are a unique breed. They understand each other. You know, are you getting together with other writers? You know, you you mentioned the children's book. You know, are you getting together with other authors of children's books to talk about your work? Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, part of the um, Society Children's Organization, um, SCWBI, I believe it is.
1: Oh, great, great. See, that's a great example. If you're constantly meeting with these people, and maybe you can be blogging and posting about some of these things that you love. And I know there's not a lot of money. There's, there's no money in the blogging part of it. But if you start to keep writing out there about some of these things that you loved, then again, you'll control your narrative when people do interview you or when they search you when you're applying for a position. And they can see that you have crafted this career over years and these are your niches. These are the things that you focus on. These are the things that you're passionate about.
0: I think, so I was wondering, how do, does one make connection when you, we can't connect physically, at least for the time being?
1: you've got to get comfortable with the virtual experience. You know, the upside is that people are home more. They're not commuting. They're not going to their offices. They're not traveling to interviews. So they've got a little bit of time. Now, sometimes we are all a little then inundated with these Zoom calls, right? Um, but what you do is you start with the circle that you have. You create your network list. And you start talking to, let's say, five or ten people saying, you know, I'm looking for some new positions. I'm looking for a communications position. Have your questions ready for the people you already know who could be helpful. And then also look to see what jobs are out there. And if there is a job, let's say at Wells Fargo, then you got to try and figure out, okay, who do I know? At Wells Fargo that I can be talking to. So building the network you already have and then also honing in on new people that you need to meet where these jobs are there. And then a good old-fashioned email still does the trick. You know, it's really brief. You say, you know, my friend Jane suggested I give you a call. You work at Wells Fargo and there's a position there I'm interested in. Can I, can I talk to you for 10 or 15 minutes? You know, you're you're just asking for a few minutes to talk or you're asking for a connection. Mm-hmm. Okay. You just gotta build it out piece by piece. And then offer to talk to people on the phone. If they want to Zoom or do MS Team or whatever video conference, that's fine. But a good phone call right now is still fine. So you just have to have that list of people that you're talking to. And then anytime you talk to someone, ask them to recommend somebody else so that you're doing a lot of one-on-one work. We don't have a lot of happy hours, networking. There are some virtual experiences. And that's why I think looking at some of these associations might be helpful to see if they have a virtual happy hour, if they have an online networking seminar, because I've seen that happen in in other industries, too, that they're still trying to get people together. So check out the associations and see if that opens some new doors.
0: What would you recommend, perhaps, as far as content or sort of a cover letter, if you're asking for an opportunity or just an opportunity to talk to someone, but you don't have anybody, like you were saying, you know, Mary suggested I talk to you. It's essentially like a cold call type of email. What would you recommend to keep it short? But how how would you approach someone like that saying, you know, I love your organization. You can bring out a few points and said like to get a chance to talk to you.
1: I think what I would do is a couple of things. One is I would try as hard as I could to find someone at that organization. So the larger the organization, the more important it is going to be to have a personal connection. So again, we'll take Wells Fargo as an example. You know, you really got to try and find a friend of a friend of a friend who works there to at least make that introduction. That way you're not just another random cold call. Now, other institutions that are more mission oriented, whether they're environmental organizations or your local hospital or some other nonprofits it's easier there to make a one-on-one contact if you don't know someone because you are unified by the mission of the organization. So, for instance, if you are really big into animals and you want to connect to someone at the Humane Society, you know you have this shared passion about saving animals and you'd really like to talk to them there. So I think those institutions are going to be a little easier to crack with a cold call for instance, um, than the larger institution. But really try to find, you know, friends of friends, really mine LinkedIn, really keep building that network um, and talking to other people until you at least make some connection that can try and help you get in that door just a little bit more.
0: I, I just need to find that fit that I can bring to someone, to an organization that that can utilize all my, my accumulated skills and experience as as a journalist, as a copywriter, as an editor, as proofreader, speechwriter. There's so many things I've written daily blogs uh, for a couple of years for, in the audio industry. There's so many things that I'm capable of that I'm still discovering, which is, is exciting. I mean, it doesn't matter how old you are, how young you are. It, it's all about making it it's all about mindset. And at the end of the day, that, that's, you know, you, if you have the passion and you have the will to do it. And I'm still learning. I'm still excited. And I, I have so much to offer. I, you know, you just just got to find that fit.
1: Working on your network, working on those relationships is probably going to be time well spent for you. Um, it is good to start applying for a couple of jobs. That way you see if your resume is resonating at all, if your cover letter is resonating. You know, you want to try and get some feedback. And ask your friends, ask other writers for their feedback on your materials. You know, if you could find a communications director who made a very similar transition that you did, someone who was a journalist and is now the director of communications for an organization. Those are the types of people who will give you some time because they were there. They they went through it themselves and they remember what it was like. And so they are more likely to help you out because they were in your shoes and they can give you really relevant suggestions.
0: The enthusiasm is something that I enthusiasm, passion and accumulated skills. That's really what I want to bring forward
1: Yeah, and I think it's important to keep that positive mindset because it is a much tougher job market than it was last year, no question. It is going to take longer, but you will eventually find something. So the key for you is also to just keep yourself positive. It sounds like you've got that already, but that's a good reminder for all of us that tomorrow's another day. If you have a rough week where nothing sticks, nothing connects, Monday's always a new week. You know, we've just got to keep focused on the strengths that we have, how do we want to use them, and the connections that we're making, and then know that something, the right thing, will eventually come up.
0: Right, exactly.
1: Well, and it's important to acknowledge yourself for the career that you have built. You've accumulated a lot of terrific skills. I think a lot of people would be in awe of you right now. (laughs) So I think getting together with other communication professionals, other journalists, I think that type of network that you could create based on that niche will still expand your network and just help you stay positive and remind yourself of the great work that you've done and know that the next thing is right around the corner.
0: Uh, Thank you.
1: Excellent. Well, I've really enjoyed talking to you, Mario.
0: Oh, likewise. It's been a pleasure.
1: All right, Mario. Thanks for joining us today. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Job Talk Weekly. Get your questions answered by visiting our website. That's jobtalkweekly.com. And we'd love it if you would please make sure to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. You can find Job Talk Weekly on Apple, Google, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diana Brunello Leary. See you next time.